to the Orange House. My name is Anthony Cozio, and this is episode 21. I'm recording this on a, uh, a nice Wednesday afternoon, and this uh, this podcast, I'm actually just going to be solo. I don't exactly have a plan for the podcast, but I know, I don't know, I know I can just talk and something interesting will come up. There's been a lot of things that I... Throughout the day, I'll just think of like, I'm, I want to, I, I want to talk about this, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't come up with a guest, uh, and then you know, I'll write it down, or I'll be like, oh, I'll remember this later. But now I actually get a chance to just kind of, at least, see, <laughs> I'm kind of interested to just see if I can even pull together enough time with just me, me talking solo. But I've been busy. I've been very, very busy, and that's. Uh, I mean, I've still been able to do this podcast and I love doing this podcast because it's it's seriously opened up so many doors of just different, I don't know, different creative interests for me. Like if you would have asked me two or three years ago, I mean, okay, let me think. The first time I ever really listened to a podcast um, was like was probably 2016, 2015, 2016, because I remember I just was I just started driving. Uh, when I first started listening to the podcast, because I would always have a lot of time to kill in the car. Uh, I live, or my parents live, p- pretty far from like the nearest big town where like anything would be going on. So pretty much every day I'd be driving for about thirty minutes, like total at least. And so you know, I I love music, but sometimes you just don't really want to listen to music, so you just throw something else on. And for me, uh, the first thing I got into was the Joe Rogan experience, much like a lot of people who he kind of brought a lot of different, like a lot of different friends of mine into podcasts and me, as well as I'm sure a lot of other people. But that was the first one I ever really listened to. And it was like I opened up this whole world of like at that point, you know, there was like 1200 episodes and I was like, oh, my goodness, like. You know, it, it was it was cool because it was just like a conversation that you can listen to between people. I thought that was a, uh, I don't know, I thought that was a really unique thing. I thought it was, like, interesting to say the least, plus to talk about some funny shit. And I could laugh and be endlessly entertained. Listen, I could listen to interviews with people that I really respected, you know, or people that I didn't necessarily know too much about, but I could learn about later, like while, while listening to that. For example, like Kid Cudi. Um, I always heard his music, obviously. I mean, I, I, I had a somewhat of a life growing up, but I never really got like, oh, something just fell. I never really got too, like, too under the surface, uh, too deep under the surface of like who he was as an artist or, you know, I never really just thought about it because it, I always, I heard like day and night and I heard pursuit of happiness and, you know, stuff like that. And then I was like, that's dope, but it kind of went on. And then it wasn't until I heard his interview with Joe Rogan that, like, you know, you realize that, oh, this is a this is a whole person. You know, this is like, you know, you obviously know it's a person, but it doesn't strike you like it really does when you can hear someone talk and explain unfiltered why they did, like, a song, you know, the way they, they did it. Or they could explain the process behind them writing music. <clears throat> It's one of my favorite questions to ask people, uh, people who who are involved in some sort of some sort of creative process, especially musicians. I love to learn about that, like what is the thing that motivates you? What is the what is that thing that gets the gears going? You know, it's an important thing for me because so much of my time. So much of my time as a as a musician is spent trying to almost amass motivation. And not to say that it doesn't come to me naturally because it does. I mean, sometimes you just get like that you do get a spark of motivation to do anything. Uh but I've found through talking to people, I mean, obviously it's I expected it to be different from person to person and that's exactly what it was. I mean, I remember uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, like probably four or five episodes ago, I was interviewing Stepdad Passport. And Chase, the, the singer and frontman of, of Stepdad Passport, uh, I asked him this question first of like, where does it, where do you find your motivation 
when it comes to music, where does that stem from? Because there's so much, there's so much, I don't know, the humans are complex and you can sing about a whole lot of things and you can make it sound a whole different lot of ways. But um, I asked him and, and, you know, he, he basically said just like the struggles, you know, you sing about the struggles. Uh, he, he said, he said specifically anxiety and heartbreak, but you know, you can kind of almost give that umbrella term of like the, you can sing about your struggle, which I mean, I identify with that. I mean, I'm sure anyone who's listened to music can identify with at least the artist singing about some sort of struggle. I mean, that's what so much great music is about. Not to say that's the only, the only impactful music, but there's so, I mean, that's, that's at least the way that I can, I can make sense of my, my emotions. And, you know, I know I've listened to countless other, other artists music. And then I instantly am like encapsulated in whatever emotion they're conveying. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But I've said this before, like a thousand times on this podcast, but just having like a creative outlet like that, or just having some sort of outlet for that emotion. It's, it's so important because like, I, everyone knows that feeling of just like being so overwhelmed, being so just caught up in like, in like, what the fuck? Like, why, 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 why is this going like this right now? Like, why is life like this right now? I mean, it happens. Sometimes, you know, maybe you're not feeling like that and that's awesome. That's really great. But you know, sometimes your life can get just turned upside down and you don't know what, what to do. You don't know how to, how to, uh, fend for yourself maybe. Well, I mean, another thing, this podcast was really aimed to aim to really, you know, touch on is the fact that this was started by two, well, we were 20 when we started it, but now 21 year olds, uh, rest in peace, Dom, living in Sacramento right now, so he can't be here to touch on this issue. But, um, you know, this this podcast was started by two 20-year-olds who, like, you know, we were in our junior year of college during the middle of COVID, so, like, you know, shit was really uncertain. At the same time, you know, we're, we're living in this time that's very uncertain, and there's a lot of, you know, just... There's a lot of bullshit that goes on. That's the best way I could describe it, because you could say what you will, oh, you know whatever, you know, you, you could say what you will about it, but it's, it just feels, it just feels like we've dealt with a lot of bullshit the past while. So at the same time, you know, people like us, other kids, other college students, other, you know, from that 16 to 20, what is it? 16, to like 25 range. You still got to like find yourself during all this time. You know, you got to, you're, you're, you're still dealing with becoming an adult while also, you know, we live in a, in a time that's much different than any other time we've lived in or that any, anyone's lived in. I mean, like I said, I'm only 21 years old, so I'm kind of speaking out of my ass, but I mean, it's just, (laughs) I feel like this is, and all I hear about from other people is this is completely different than anything anyone's ever seen ever. Just the fact that we're so connected with everyone for better or for worse you know, I, I love being, I love having a phone. I love being connected with, with my friends all the time. But at the same time, that shit stresses, stre- I can't even talk. That shit stresses you out after a while. I, I, I find my heart rate going up just, just hearing my phone ding. So we, at the same time, we're growing up, you know, us, us 16 to 25 year olds right now, we're, we're growing up in like such a weird time, but at the same time, you know, me and Dom started this podcast because we wanted to talk about these things and the fact that, like, yeah, you, f- you might feel, you know, if you're if you're a kid like us, you might feel like shit sucks and I don't know what to I don't know what to where to turn. I don't know who, if anyone's feeling the same way, but we want you know the part of this is to be like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people that are feeling the exact same way as you, being like the like like the. the this this age group, you you you're struggling to find your identity so much, and I've spoke. I think I've spoke about. I know I spoke with my grandpa about this, and it remains so important that it keeps coming up all the time. Because I don't know. I I'm going to be completely honest. This is like I 
I think about this every single day and I don't think it's abnormal. I don't think that this is like some crazy thing that I'm only dealing with. I know that every single person, almost every single person, some people are lucky motherfuckers out there that already know, but almost every single person around our, my age is thinking the exact same thing. You don't know what exactly you want to do. You don't know where exactly you want to end up, but you gotta, you gotta, at the same time, find that sense of identity because you find comfort in that. And throughout my whole life, I mean, I've, I've spent since I was, since I can remember, you know, since I can remember first being conscious, like five years old or something, I always remember trying to find that identity, find it for trying to find that way to fit in somehow. And not to say that I was some outcast kid that didn't have any friends. I was not that. I had friends, you know. I was always a little... Growing up, I was always... I found my way socially somewhat, you know, some years more than others. But eventually, you know, you get to middle school and like... Middle school is always rough, but, you know, you find your way through that. And before you know it, you're 15 and you're going into high school. High school is like, you know, you hear about that whole, you hear about it your whole life uh, growing up from your, when you're born till you're 15, you hear, oh, this high school is this big thing, you know, it's like adults in there and it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, you have homework and you have all the sports and like, there's, a, you know, dances and stuff. And then you get there and it's just like, you know, it's a glorified middle school. Everyone's still just like a kid. Everyone's still figuring themselves out. You know, no one's going to figure themselves out until they're like 30, but you don't know that yet. You, at the same time, you think when you're 15, you, you think, you know, everything you think you're the shit. <laughs> I mean, I can, I was con completely convinced that I knew, you know, the secret to the world, pretty much secret to like what life was, but you know, come turning 18, that gets flipped completely upside down. But anyway, Back to being back to finding your identity, you know, uh, that that never ceased for me. I always was 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 searching out, you know, that group to be with that, you know, the, I always had my friends that I've had since day one, you know, Daniel and, you know, my friends Hayden and, and other, other guys that I met during high school. But I was always searching to find like who I was. And that always started with sports. I was really into baseball growing up. So I was like, I latched on to, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be, you know, the baseball player. I want to, you know, hit home runs for the San Diego Padres when I'm older. That was like my goal. And then, you know, football too. I, football was weird because I was, I was always such a big, I was like a big kid. And I was much, like weighed much more than my normal age weight. So if I played Pop Warner football, I'd be put it with like a much heavier weight class and I'd get the shit kicked out of me because they were all much older than me. So I didn't get to play Pop Warner too much. I played flag until like high school. And then I played real high school football, which was fucking amazing. One of the best experiences of my life. But yeah, so baseball, I was a bit Mr. Baseball guy. I was Mr. Football guy for a little while. Just like all I could think of was like I want to be... Same thing on at that point the San Diego Chargers, which lost them we lost them to LA, which is a bummer. That felt like a kick in the childhood, but nonetheless, uh, I wanted to be on the Chargers when I was younger. And that soon subsided because you know, the football dreams always do. But music was always kind of uh, an interest of mine ever since I was young. I always had I always had like a, I don't know, like a, a, an interest in it is the best way I could describe it. Because I knew I liked to sing. I knew I liked uh, liked to sing. Like at school, you know, we, in elementary school, we had like singing time, you know, and uh, I enjoyed that. And I knew that my music teacher would, would say like, Anthony, you're a good singer. You should keep doing this. And I didn't think anything of it because, you know, you're a little kid. But... I knew that like music was cool. I liked it. I, I understood like the notes. We'd play games in class and I understood like the notes and how that shit worked and beats and stuff. And I loved the drums. I remember the first thing I was ever into was the drums. And I would play my uncle's. My uncle had like a set that I would always jump on and, and just mess around. And I was 
you know, I wasn't actually playing anything, but it was just like cool hitting the hitting the cymbals and the toms and the snare and all that. Anyway, I knew music was like a, a thing that I liked, and throughout my life, I knew I wanted to. I don't know. Probably when I was when I was six or seven years old, I got my first like little bit of recognition for like real recognition for singing. And this is something that like I thought about just a little while ago and it kind of made me almost like feel not guilty, but just like, ah man, because I got my first little bit of recognition, like real recognition where people like pulled me aside and like, you were really good singing because it was singing in like a school play, a school program kind of thing. And I remember parents pulling me aside and be like, you were extremely good. Like, how long have you been doing this for? And something clicked for me right there because I was a total attention hog as a kid. So that got me some attention. I, 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 it clicked in my head like, oh, this music thing. Shoot, I keep hitting the mic. This music thing gets me attention. <laughs> and... Um, it sucks to like, it, I mean, it sucks, but to admit that, which it shouldn't, because I know it's not like, a, I'm not like a, I'm not like a, a, you know, I try to remain a humble person or I don't like, I don't like try to be the center of attention all the time, but I knew I liked to perform or I liked to be, you know, I like to be the center of attention, I guess you could say, because I, I would always mess around and be very disruptive in class. So it all makes sense looking back at it, you know. I was very disruptive in class. I would I would get sent outside all the time. I would um let me think. I, like we had these 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 planters in the middle of like our we had an open air hallway for because I we went to school in San Diego so we had no inside hallways. Open air hallway with these planters uh, with like palm trees in the middle and if you got in trouble, you'd have to sit on those planters during recess and everyone would pass you on the way. It was like, it was like old school shaming because all the kids would pass you on the way to recess because you'd be sitting right in the middle of like the hallway. Um, and the teacher, dude, the fucking teacher would send you out early. She'd be like, oh yeah, recess is in like two minutes. Anthony, get out there. <laughs> and I would go and sit sit on the planter and then the bell would ring and then I'd be like, just, you just hear everyone getting out of class and going to pass you. Damn, dude, I'm like, I'm like uncovering that memory right now. I completely forgot. We would get sent out early just to, just to get shamed, man. <sighs> yeah, man, elementary school was fun. Elementary school was fun, sometimes more than others, but <laughs> thinking back, I, I don't have many memories of that, but I do have some. But anyway, uh, so I really identified with music right off the bat because I knew it got me attention. And which, like I said, we, it feels weird to say, but like that's kind of the truth of it. Um, so I stuck with it. I, I got my first guitar when I was five years old. I know, six years old. And it's actually, I had that guitar for, I actually brought that guitar to Chico with me, played the first few shows with Jam with it, and then... Had to retire her because it was uh, f 15 years old almost. Almost. And it, it, the bridge was breaking off. It was a cheap guitar, but it lasted me that long. But nonetheless, I got my first guitar when I was five or six. And I just, I never got lessons really and just kind of sucked on it for a long time. But being that I lived so, f I, I kind of chalk it up to also being that I lived so far away from a bunch of people. Because like I said, my parents' house is kind of out there, which I love living out here. Absolutely love it. But you are far from people. So I didn't get, I didn't hang out with like na the neighborhood kids that much. You know, there wasn't like constantly people coming in and out. So I spent a lot of time alone in a good way. I, I spent a lot of time playing guitar and just sucking and figuring out that like what chords sounded good with what and what notes sounded good and Eventually, after a few years, you know, I learned like a couple chords that consistently went well together and then a couple more to build on top of that. And I think one of the best, uh, the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was relatively young was actually from my uncle who told me, he's like, Anthony, 
He's like, you're going to want to learn a lot of cover songs, but if you really want to do something with music, start writing your own songs. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good advice because like, I want to do something with music. Music gets me attention. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So I started, you know, writing the absolute crappiest songs like a 10 year old can write. And, uh, played those over and over. I, I could still probably remember some of them that I would just play for you know, three straight hours in my room, one song. And then, you know, I, I learned covers as well too, because it, I, you know, I loved Ju Judas Priest and, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. I loved a lot of eighties stuff as a kid. Um, <laughs> but the, that really shaped me all that time just spent just kind of grinding alone just because it's like eventually I was able to I was able to actually formulate a song not to say it was some Grammy winner it was definitely some very subpar you know just just choppy no substance lyrics type song but it was something you know it was something and I was like holy shit I did it like I did I did this music thing and then I'm like, now what? Well, you want to be a musician, right? What do you, what do you, what do you want to, what do you do once you have a song? Well, I'm 10. I can't like, I didn't really understand the concept of recording. <laughs> so I couldn't do that. So I guess I'd have to just play it in front of people some way, shape or form. And so there's like a lot of times I can, I mean, I, there's a lot of times that I, I can't even, you know, people have to bring up to me for me to remember, but you know, I can picture a few of the times where like I would play, um, music like, like for school during one of our like assemblies or, uh, there was a couple of times I would just, my, my parents have a, um, an office on in downtown Escondido and I would literally just post up outside like, you know, like a street performer and just play music, play on my, play on my guitar. And, you know, people were like, what the fuck? This like 11 year old, are you homeless? Like it made a couple bucks, but I would just do that because I was like, you know, this is like, Oh, maybe one day, like one day someone would notice me. And be like, oh, that's a, that's a really good musician. And that was right when YouTube was getting big. So I was like, I was trying to make YouTube videos. And, oh, man, trying to make YouTube videos of just like the like guitar. I don't even know where they're at now or if they're still up. But like me singing with like a little USB mic taped to the guitar. Me leaning down so that you could hear my voice with the guitar blaring in it. You know, no equalization, not, you know, there's no sound, there was no concept of making good sound with that. I just wanted to, I just wanted to get online and make, be, be YouTube famous, like f fucking Justin Bieber. <laughs> he was like the first guy I remember hearing about being like famous from YouTube doing like a guitar video. And if you were a middle school boy in 2000, you know, 11 through 13, you had to hate Justin Bieber. It was it was an unspoken it was like an unspoken agreement that he was he was the enemy, and and I found it very uh, very tough to hear that he he got famous off of YouTube. Exactly what I wanted to do, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. But I'm very I, <laughs> as much as I got into kind of as much as I feel like I got into like performances, kind of like this weird. It's weird reason of like wanting just I, I like I don't know if that's the sole reason of just wanting attention, but I knew it. It felt good. I like I just like performing. And as much as that was kind of a weird way of getting into music, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Cause like I have an outlet to I have an outlet to perform, and that uh, that performance outlet helps me emotionally. It helps me work things through that I've, I don't have another, another means of doing. There's something just therapeutic about even just sitting in front of, even just sitting in front of this mic and just talking because I don't even know if people are going to hear it. 
I don't know if one person's going to hear it. I don't know if 10 people are going to hear it or a hundred or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm doing something. And if one person, if one person hears it and is like, you know, is impacted it, impacted by it in any way, I did my job. You know, I, I impacted someone with my performance, even though it's just me talking and you know, that benefits the both of us because I enjoy it and if it helps someone, it helps someone. I think pretty much just the main thing is just to stay motivated for what you want to do. Even if that, even if that thing is just like, unatta- it seems unattainable because like playing music as a career seems extremely unattainable. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this something you really want to do? Is this something that you're willing to sacrifice a lot for? I'm constantly asking myself that every single day. Like, is this this something that you're willing to, you know, maybe, maybe be a failure? That's the, the hardest reality to come to come to for me is like, are you ready to possibly have this not work out? But the thing is, if you don't give it your all, you know, you're not going to, it's not going to happen. So you have to take that risk. And that's, you know, I've pretty much come to terms with the fact that I need to take that risk because I'm not, I don't feel like I'll, I don't feel like I'll be. You know, I'm at this point where it's scary to admit it, but it seems like you, I, I won't be as happy as I could be not doing this. Not to say I don't enjoy other things. I mean, I go to school for, I don't go to school for music. I go to school for business management. And I really enjoy pretty much every aspect of business management that I've, that I've been learning. I enjoy all of my different classes, you know, with the exception of a couple but staying motivated, staying motivated and, and for lack of a better term, I guess just not fucking up too bad. Cause like I've, I've been doing a lot of the, a lot of open mics around town with, with my buddy, Matt, um, and doing open mics at a bunch of different locations. You meet a lot of interesting people. You meet a lot of a lot of interesting people. And you meet a lot of really cool people too. But, you know, you meet some, some, like I, the best way I could describe it, interesting. And it really, I don't know, the, the, talking to those people, a lot, one thing you're going to realize is every fucking weirdo you meet is a musician. I don't understand why. I don't know what, what, what about being a musician just automatically makes you a weirdo after a couple of years, but it's like every like super trippy person you meet, I guarantee you if you ask them, they're a musician in some way, shape or form, or at least they think they are. But, um, <laughs> a lot of those people, when you talk to them though, about it's, it, it all starts with the same story of, you know, I was on top of the world. I was doing this. I was, uh, I was playing for this guy. I was friends with this guy. I was blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I got into drugs. But, you know, I got scared of the stability, so I, I wanted a real job. You know, but I started a family instead. You know, all these things, they're okay. And uh, some people can some people can juggle like the family and, and the life thing with it. And that's great. That is amazing. I think that's an amazing thing for people to be able to do. I mean, some of my most respected musicians and comedians and stuff all have families and actively tour. And, you know, they, it's possible. But it just, talking to those people, it really makes you realize that like if you want to do something especially something that seems so unattainable you got to be all in 
You know, you have to be all in. And if there are things you need that you know you're going to have to sacrifice, well, you got to weigh. Is this, am I willing to sacrifice these things? Also, another extremely important point, I think, is, and this is something that I've had to tell myself and bring like and then really sit myself down and 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 like give myself like an audit <laughs> of just like of, of surrounding yourself with people that are good and by that i mean you know surround yourself with people that are going to build you up i'm not saying i'm not saying surround yourself with only blameless you know, completely perfect people but don't 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 get so immersed in in people that you know are dragging you down with their actions or they're 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 bringing you into some bad territory because it's easy man I mean sometimes those people are fun not gonna lie. like you, you have a good time but at the same time if you're ever in a situation that you know you shouldn't be in for the most part you know you have that gut feeling of like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know, this isn't like the most, this isn't the smartest thing to be doing right now. I, I, I could be, you know, I could be refraining from this and it'd probably be off a lot better. And then a lot of the times we end up <clears throat> going against our better judgment. And sometimes that really comes to bite us in the ass. And it's like, it seems so simple the next, like the next day, you're just like, I could have just removed myself like I knew I should have done. And that would have been a lot, a lot better. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. This is, this is the thing. It's like you, you could tell people all you want, myself included. You could tell me all you want, like, you know, stay away from X, Y, Z. Don't do this. Don't do that. And... If you're going to, you know, once a person's out there and it's, it's their choice, it's their choice. You know, they, they have all you, they have, they weigh all the advice they've heard, but you know, it's, it's whatever choice they're going to make. And, you know, you're going to make some bad choices in life, but you're going to learn too. I mean, hopefully, unless it's a bad enough choice to where it's seriously, seriously, uh, you know, messes things up, but for the most part, like you wake up the next day and you'll you'll have that that knowledge of like I fucked up. But as much as it seems like it's the end of the world, as much as it seems like maybe you're unforgivable or you know you 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 don't like yourself or you don't like what you did, you can come back. You know, you can bounce back from it. You, the only thing is to just not fall into that trap of, of constantly lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Because you know when you're lying to yourself. You know when you're saying something just to make yourself feel better. It's, you know, call yourself out on that. Because it's a lot better that way. It's a lot better than just keep keeping up with whatever, whatever, shit you're making up. And sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes that might mean, you know, cutting people off. Not just cut, not cutting people off, but maybe just like, you know, staying away from some people for a little while. Which is painful. But, <clears throat> it's something that is better for, it's better for you in the long run. And you might feel like you're hopeless and sometimes you might just feel like there's no point or that, you know, it's just like, like sometimes, I don't know, maybe thinking to yourself and it's like you just got off a long day of work and you're about to fall asleep and wake up tomorrow and do the exact same thing. Maybe you're not getting paid enough. Maybe you're... Just sick of where you're feeling, where you're at in life, and just you're you're feeling not worth it, or you're just feeling hopeless. It's it's, you know, I've been there. Everyone's been there. It can cause a lot of anxiety. It can cause 
I mean, I've, I've, I've dealt with anxiety my whole life and just everything, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you're never gonna, I've, I've, I've dealt with it for years since I was, you know, seven years old. I still don't understand it. I understand it. I'm more comfortable. I'm not, I don't freak out as much, but you know, you still, you, you don't understand where it comes from. And that's just one of those things about it. But the, those feelings of hopelessness, the, that anxiety, that, that dread, it's all just part of life. You know, it's, it's just all part of growing up, I feel like. I mean, I, you know, I said this a thousand times and I'm going to say it again. I'm speaking from pretty much no experience except for my own. My own that, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've made a lot of good choices in my life. But, you know, overall, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. And, and I'm sure there's people 10, 15, 20, 25 years older than me that are still figuring it out and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, basically if I had to sum, if I had to sum all of what I'm trying to say up, I would say that like, you know, I, I've heard this phrase my whole life and I, I just recently heard it again. And this is the first time that it really like kind of stuck with me, but it's the phrase it's better to want, sometimes it's better to want than to have. I, you know, I've, I've, I spend so much time uh, just like daydreaming or thinking about all these things I want, all these goals I have, all of these plans that I have for my life that like, you know, it's, it'd be, I'd be almost disappointed if they didn't all work out, which is kind of a crazy thing to crazy thing to ask for all of your plans to work out it's not going to happen that way i mean anyone any rational person can can pretty much sum that up i mean your life is not going to go exactly how you plan it and for someone like me i i want i want to be in control of all those things i want to be you know i want to be in control of my life a hundred percent of the time and that's not going to happen that's not going to happen but that's you know that's just the thing you got to Except you can, you can, I'm not saying that you have no control over your life because that is not true. That's not true. And some people accept, just accept the fact that like they don't have control over their life and they're just going to, they're just going to go basically completely with the flow and they don't, you know, they're not going to deviate from that at all. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying on the opposite end of that, sometimes you're going to plan all these, you're going to have a lot of goals, but when those things sometimes don't work out because inevitably not everything's going to work out. You can't let that completely destroy you. I can't, I can't tell you how many times, how many times over my life, you know, I've, you get your hopes up so much for something and then it doesn't work out and you feel let down. You feel like, you know, in certain circumstances you might feel ashamed or, you know, like it's always a bad feeling when things don't work out. But it's the best feeling when, you know, a few years down the line, you look back at those things and you think, you know, this situation didn't, whoa, <laughs> this situation didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But now looking back five years down the line, I'm so glad because, you know, this happened because I, th that other thing didn't happen or this, you know, I got to meet this person and I got to, you know, things Life has a crazy way of working itself out, even in the darkest, most tumultuous times. And it's really just staying motivated, staying calm, and finding those people that you can rely on. Because you, it's, it's a very difficult task to do this alone. I would say it's impossible. I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there that... that completely thrive on being alone but i'm not one of those i love to be alone for the most part i sp i mean i could spend a i could spend a couple days on end alone if i if i have stuff to, stuff to do but you need to surround yourself or not surround yourself but you need to have some people that you can fall back on some people that you trust and and with that though you have to make sure you're not like i said you're not lying to yourself about those people sometimes sometimes they might not have your best interest at heart. And you got to differentiate what's, what's necessary for you and what your animal brain wants. <laughs> it's, it, that's, that's a very difficult thing to do. 
sometimes, you know, differentiating between the logical brain and, you know, your just impulsive brain. And also just being thankful for the process. That's a difficult thing to do. Um, in my own personal experience, you know, my whole, my whole life has pretty much been, you know, enveloped in wanting to be a musician, wanted to be a performer just in, in general, literally in anything almost. Uh, and as a kid, you know, it's, you have all these grandiose dreams of, of, you know, being famous and all this crazy stuff. But, you know, the, as I was growing up, even through my, in my teenage years and stuff like that, it's like, it was always almost just disappointing that I like, wasn't like, like successful in what I was doing. You know, I was a kid. It's the stupidest thing to think like, Oh, you, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put that kind of pressure on yourself when you're, when you're a kid, but you have to learn to enjoy and, and be thankful for the steps that it takes to get there, which is hard. Because a lot of that, a lot of those steps are full of disappointment and, you know, no pain, no gain kind of thing. You know, I can probably name five times right off the top of my head that I was, you know, so excited to, uh, you know, play a show somewhere or do something. And then all of a sudden, either we just sucked playing the show and, you know, it just didn't sound good or, you know, something happened and, and plans got ruined I mean, like the the best thing, the best example, and I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to this because everyone's life was kind of fucked over with it. It was COVID. Uh, I mean, for for whatever you wanted to do was kind of shut down, especially you know if you wanted to perform music. You know, all your shows got canceled on the same day, and then you don't know if you're going to be able to do it again for, well, first it was just a couple weeks and then, you know, a month and then six months. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I find, we finally got to play our first show and like forever. But, you know, it's just like sometimes it's out of your control and you're doing whatever you can and you just got to trust the process because eventually things may work out. They, they, I would like to say they will work out if you're, if you're, putting your mind to it in some way, shape, or form, I would like to hope that they will work out. I mean, in our case, we, damn, dude, I can't even, I can't even, like, explain how, like, like heartbroken I was that just, like, all the work that we as a band had put in for, you know, two and a half years, all of a sudden just got yanked. Like, we, we, we just didn't have like a platform anymore we couldn't we were a lot we were a live music band you know we we you know we had songs streaming and stuff but for the most part we were a live music band and once you couldn't do that anymore it's disappointing and it's it's it feels hopeless but who would have known you know a year and a half later which sounds like a long time but gosh did it fly by um Dude, we, we had our first show back and it was one of the most fun times of my life. Like, like honestly, one of the most fun times of my life. Maybe it was just all that, all that time waiting up for it. But finally, all that patience and, and, you know, all that heartache kind of paid off. These things are unpredictable, but you know, life is unpredictable. I've, I've learned that if I try to predict life, I'm going to be sorely disappointed nine and a half times out of 10. Now, does that mean I'm just going to give up and, and be like, oh, well, fuck it. I, you know, I can't change my future. No, because then it's like, you know, if you, if you put in all the, if you put in all the effort and you fail, at least you put in the effort, at least you tried. Cause if you didn't, if you, if you just gave up, you're going to go through the rest of your life just thinking what if i tried it you know you you don't know that you could have that you could have done it because you never tried you know that's one of the that's one of the the scary things of of my life is and that's what also you know i use that fear to to motivate myself to do new things stuff that i've never like for example when i started doing muay thai i i was not gonna lie i mean dude it's 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 a nerve-wracking thing to just walk into an MMA gym and start a class. I was uncomfortable. 
I, but I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I, I knew it was something that like was interesting to me. I mean, I love, I love watching MMA. I love learning about it. I love, you know, just the different, the different styles and how, how they complement and different each other. It's, I knew that I liked it and I was interested, but I also knew I was terrified. The thing is, I went against that discomfort and went to my first class. And at the first class, realized that everyone there is some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> but, you know, you all, I also realized that if I didn't, if I wouldn't have done it that day, I probably wouldn't have done it at all. And I would have never had the experience of actually getting to do a Muay Thai class and learning these techniques. And who knows? Who knows if I ever would have picked it up again? And maybe I would have gone my whole life and not ever tried that. So I try to apply that with a lot of things in my life. If I'm going to go for a run, uh, you know, it's in Chico or in San Diego pretty much at the same time this time of year. It's like hot as shit. It's at least 100 degrees in where, where I live in San Diego, but definitely in Chico, it's like 108, 109 degrees. So if you want to run, you're, you either run in the morning when it's 90 or you grin and bear it and try to find shade when it's like 105 degrees. And let me tell you, it's very hard to motivate myself to get out of the house, especially after like noon. And you feel the sun just literally piercing your skin. It's, it's, I mean, I, for me, that's one of the most uncomfortable things is being too hot and you know, you start sweating and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable, but you go through that, you, you, you get done with, you know, a 10 minute run, 15 minute run and you get back inside. And is that not like the best feeling once you've done that super uncomfortable thing and you're, and you're done and you're, you're, you've conquered it. It gives you that motivation to kind of just start that next uncomfortable thing or that next thing that, you know, I want to put this off till later because I don't want to, you know, I, it's, 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 it's too much to think about right now, man. I'm the, I'm the fucking master at that. I'm the fucking master at putting things aside and just like, you know, I don't want to think about this right now, but those are the things that always come back to end up like haunting you. (laughs) You know, it doesn't, nothing really good comes from putting things aside, shoving things down, because they just come back later harder and faster and stronger. And, you know, you don't, you, it's, it's much worse to deal with it then. So I, I'm going to cut this podcast a little bit short just because it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I've talked a lot, but they, I've, I've really enjoyed just being able to kind of just spew off. And I don't know if this is something I'm going to do in the future more, but um, it's, I really enjoy just being able to kind of share my personal experience with things. Cause like, as far as, I mean, between the podcast and, you know, the amount of stuff I've talked about on that and my music and all that, I'm a pretty open book. I don't really have too much that I'm like ashamed to, ashamed to share in terms of like what I'm feeling and, you know, just, just my, my, my the things that bother me and the things that I've learned over the years and it really just takes us back to the reason why we started this podcast I mean I Dom and I are just two college-aged guys we have our experience but you know we don't have too much more but at the same time there's millions of kids just like us that maybe they're confused on the future they're kind of scared at like how things might go but the thing is you're not alone you're definitely not alone i'm just one of probably probably i can name of people just i know 50 people that are in the exact same boat so if you're feeling alone you're not you got many people just like you many people that very much understand the struggle of not really knowing your place. But the thing is, we are truly all in this together. And you're not alone. And that being said, Orange House email is always open. I mean, people, if you have, you know, funny shit, uh, personal stuff, you know, advice, anything, 
I, I literally like it. We love to get any comments or feedback we can. And just, I really hope that this does find some people that are kind of wanting this message. Because I know I've listened to a thousand different podcasts that like, I wanted to reach out to that podcast creator right away and just be like, dude, thanks for speaking exactly what was on my mind. So I, I hope that, I really truly hope that this is this does that same thing. And so, uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys for, for tuning in and, and for making it, uh, just for being with this podcast for this long. It's something that like I, we started it as kind of a, just something to do as a lot of these things kind of happen. But we started it just as something to do because we were bored and it was during COVID. And we just wanted to talk. We wanted to just give that perspective of a stupid 21-year-old college kid, but also be relatable to other stupid 21-year-old college kids. So we hope we did just that. Once again, guys, if you enjoyed, you can catch uh, new episodes of The Orange House every Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, you can find our email at orangehousepodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at orangehousepod. Um, Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time.